welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. You know, I remember Kenneth Hagin, he said he's seen a lot of miracles in his life and ministry. I mean, all kinds of miracles, just notable things, just powerful. And uh, he said some of the greatest healings happened in his ministry when he didn't feel a thing. Some of the greatest healings and miracles happened through his ministry when he didn't feel a thing. He didn't feel any power. He didn't feel any goosebumps. He just did what the word said, prayed in the name of Jesus, ministered in the name of Jesus, and people were healed of terminal diseases. People at death's door brought in on stretchers into his meetings. And um, he said, the greatest, things, the greatest things in that area happened when I didn't feel a thing. So don't think you're strong in faith just because you feel strong in faith. And don't think you're weak in faith just because you don't feel strong in faith. It's, it's deeper than that. We're, we're talking about standing on the integrity of God. He didn't lie. This works. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. You didn't lie. This works. I like to say it this way. I have great faith in the faithfulness of God to perform what he said. Right. Here's another thing. I have great faith in the mercy of God to give me things I don't deserve. And it says God delights in mercy. He loves helping people who are helpless, who have no merit, who couldn't earn it if they tried. He loves that. So we need to remember it's not about having all our ducks in a row. It's about trusting in the mercy of God and the grace of God and his goodness above anything we could ever earn or merit. Actually, the two people in the New Testament who Jesus said had great faith, which is a tremendous compliment for God to compliment a man for having great faith. One was a woman, one was a man. And both of those people had the humble attitude of, Lord, I just need your mercy. I, I can't earn this. I can't, I can't merit this. But I believe you're good. And I believe your mercy can fix me or my servant or my daughter. I believe he, one was a daughter of the Syrophoenician woman. She just came and said, Lord, have mercy on us. She wasn't saying, Lord, um, you know, I'm a pretty good person and, and I pray a lot. And she said, forget all that stuff. I'm asking for your mercy because she wasn't a, probably a real good person. I mean, she's a Syrophoenician woman. Who knows what they practiced in that area? But her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. She came to Jesus. She didn't quit. She pressed in. She didn't turn. She had to overcome a few obstacles. But the Lord said, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. And her daughter was healed in the selfsame hour. And she didn't come to get something she earned. She didn't come to get something that she could merit. She came for mercy. And she got mercy in the form of healing her daughter. Who's mercy for? Anybody know who mercy's for? Every single person on this planet. Well, then that means healings for every single person on this planet. Because there is a healing mercy. So anyway, that's good. Turn to Acts chapter 20, please. Acts chapter 20. I'm going to show you something tonight that we can immediately start practicing if we're not. And it will bring such blessings in our life that um, just unprecedented blessings. This is really cool. 
and, and it's really, you have to look at this, the way I'm going to teach this tonight. Um, I don't want you to think this is something we can do to earn something from the Lord, like we just said, because you want to stay with mercy and grace. Because <laughs> we can never do enough to earn anything from the Lord. Um, but what I'm going to share with you tonight is a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual law. And if we'll line up with it, things, man, things will come into our life that maybe we've been praying for for years and years. So Acts chapter 20, look at verse 35. Acts 20, Paul is actually, or Luke is, is speaking here because he's the author of the book of Acts. But um, Paul is actually the one talking here. He said, I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And... Remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Now, this is interesting because now Paul's quoting Jesus. The Lord obviously told this to him when he appeared to him because Jesus had already ascended the Father before Paul even met the Lord on the road to Damascus. But I thought it was interesting. He said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Well, God wants you more blessed. God wants me more blessed. Anybody interested in the greater blessing than just receiving something from the Lord? Now, this is so interesting because he's not just talking about giving financially, although he mentions that because he's talking about supporting the weak. But any area of life, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think if we really believe this, there might be a little bit more generosity going on, not just in church, of course, but all through our life. Um, I'm going to talk about some of those more blessed blessings tonight that happen when we're, when we're givers. Because we're going to give some tonight. We're going to give in prayer. We're going to take some time. We're going to take some breath. We're going to take some energy. And we're going to pray for some people tonight. And that falls into this category. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I know, you know, our hearts need to be right. This isn't just a way to get what we want. We actually have to care for people. You can't just do it as a formula. But I think all of us here do care for people. And so um, I, want, I want to say this. that what, what he's talking about here, and you're going to see this in the next two scriptures we go to, that the blessings that come from giving, they're things a lot of times that money can't buy. I mean, money can only go so far, right? I mean, it, I mean, you could be a multi-billionaire, contract a disease, and die young if there's no medical cure for it or if you don't, you know, come to Jesus for healing. So really, money is not the most important thing. It's not non-important. It's just not the most important thing. And as we look in the scriptures tonight, you're going to see that a lot of the blessings that come back to us when we're givers are things that money could never buy. And there's a lot of things that money, money can't buy peace. You can maybe numb yourself with some kind of drug, but that's not peace. That's just numb. Money can't buy certain levels of health. Money can't buy love. Money can't buy happiness. I mean, true happiness, you know, independent from things, you know. And so I want to show you a couple of those things. So go to Psalm 41. Say this with me. More blessed, More blessed 
to give. Psalm 41. So being the Christmas season, um, I would encourage us all to be on the lookout for people that maybe we can be a blessing to or organizations that are helping people that you maybe don't have the resources to do that. Um, I'm sharing this tonight for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I know there's a lot of people that have need and you need some of these more blessings, more blessed to give than receive. We need some of this. And there's just a spiritual principle. There's a spiritual law. It's not earning anything. It's just doing something that attracts great blessings into your life. That's different than, well, I'll do this and then I can earn that. No, forget the earning thing. This is just doing something that attracts amazing. It's, it's like a law of the universe. When you're a giver, you're just going to be blessed. And so in Psalm 41, Psalm, and really you can have a heart to give but not have a lot to give and God still honors that heart to give because what is a lot? Well, to a millionaire, you know, two million would be a lot. But to somebody who makes 40,000 a year, a hundred would be a lot. Are you following me? So really, a lot to us is not necessarily a lot to the Lord. I believe he sees the percent, and that's what he blesses off us. So look at Psalm 41. All right, here's the word again. Blessed, remember it's more blessed to give than receive. Blessed is, the, is he that considers the poor. Now, before we go any farther, here the word poor in my cross-reference in my Bible at home, it says helpless or powerless. Can't help themselves. Because we all know there's a difference between the lazy and the poor, right? You know, he's talking about people who can't do some things for themselves. And he says, if we will consider helping those people, you know, those that can't do things for themselves? Everybody say can't. Those that can't do this... He says there's some blessings that will come into your life just because you have a heart to help the helpless and to help people that are powerless. He said, if you consider the poor, and he's talking about considering helping them and figuring out ways where you can. He said, hey, you that considers the poor, the Lord will deliver you in time of trouble. Now, if that was the only blessing that came from this, I think we should all be very interested in helping the poor. The helpless, the powerless. How many of you think it's good to be delivered in time of trouble? Well, I know there's people right now in this room and watching online, you're in trouble. Maybe a little bit of trouble, maybe a lot of trouble. Well, what should our mind be on? Not just us getting delivered from trouble. Okay, hopefully we've already prayed our prayers, but now it's time to maybe do some things for others while we're waiting for manifestations of victory in our life. Even if it's just praying, praying for others. I know I've done this many times in my life when something had attacked me, whether it attacked my, my body or my soul or my family. There's been times in the middle of that, but it's like, Lord, we claim victory. We pray for your help. We, we quote scriptures. We believe God. You're bringing us up. You're bringing us out. And then after I've done almost everything I know to do, then I'd start praying for other people who are going through exactly what I was going through. Lord, I pray for people who are struggling with these symptoms and these sicknesses right now. I pray for people. They're in this church. They're in this valley. Lord, you know where they are. And some names may come to you. Call those names out and say, Lord, I'm believing you're taking care of me because I prayed. 
I've released all the faith I know. I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm in faith. Help my unbelief. I'm doing everything I know to do. And now sometimes it's good just to turn your attention and say, Lord, who, whoever's going through what I'm going through right now, I pray for them. Send people their way with a good word that will set them free. Strengthen them with might. Have mercy on them. Grace them with supernatural help. Show them things that will bring joy into their life and strengthen them on the inside. And then pray in tongues for a while. Just aim your tongues at other people that are, you know, hurting and struggling in the area you are. It really helps. So he said here, if we will turn our eyes off of our trouble for a while and help others who are in trouble, he said the Lord will deliver you in time of trouble. So it kind of sounds like it's almost like putting money in the bank or something, you know. It's like you're going to have this when you need it. Right. What? Your deliverance from trouble. Um, keep going. Look at verse 2. The Lord will preserve or protect him. Who's him? He that considers the poor, thinks about other people, wants to do something for, to help others. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. So even if you're, you're struggling with something in the deadly zone, he won't let you die. Right. Now, you realize he's not just talking about actions here. He's talking about a heart for the poor. He's talking about a heart for the poor, helping the poor, not trying to earn anything, just trying to help and be a blessing because you know what it's like to be in pain and you want to relieve somebody else from pain. You know what it's like to have burdens on your shoulder. You want to lift somebody else's burdens. You know what it's like to be hurting. You want to relieve somebody else's hurt. In doing that, the Lord said, you're opening the door for me to preserve you and keep you alive. And you that considers the poor, you're going to be blessed on the earth. Yes, there's blessings when we die and go to heaven. Yes, there's blessings. But he said blessings are also supposed to overtake you on the earth. Yes, yes. Right here in the red chairs, mm -hmm. gray carpet, yeah. building, yeah, right. pastor preaching mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then he says, oh, don't you like this? You'll be blessed upon the earth and you, God, will not deliver him who considers the poor unto the will of his enemies. I mean, that devil says, I'm going to get that person. It's my will to destroy that person. It's my will. I'm just going to destroy this person. And God says, no, you won't. No, you won't. You can't. God will intervene. Do you see how God will intervene when the enemy? Who, who can he do this for? He wants to do it for everybody. But it's like a shower. You, if you want to get wet, you got to get under the spout. You know, quit praying to, for the shower to come to you. You know, go to the shower, go to the spout where the water's coming out. Well, these are things. This is a life that God's saying attracts great things into your life. Yeah. So consider the poor. And God said, I won't let the enemy devour you. <laughs> That's just good news, because there's a scripture that says our adversary, El Diablo, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for openings. This shuts the door on him. What does? Caring for others, having a heart for other people. There's something about this that gives God a right to just jump in between you and your enemy and say, stop, this is my child. It, actually, you know what it is. It's just the law of sowing and reaping. 
right? What you sow, you grow, right? If you don't like what you got, stop sowing seeds that might be producing what you got. But if you want something really good in your life, start doing what you'd wish others would do for you. You want somebody to help you in time of trouble? Help somebody in time of trouble. Because the Bible says, God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Oh, nobody's nice to me. How many people you've been nice to this week? God's not mocked. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, aren't you glad you can pray for a crop failure of all the bad seeds you've sown? And it'll, God, God, will, God will help destroy that so you don't have to reap the bad stuff you sowed. Jesus reaped all our punishment for us. But if you want to see a lot of good come in your life, what should you do? You say, well, I just don't have any friends. How many people have you tried to be friendly with this last week? This is a law of the universe. God put this law into practice. All of us are here by the law of sowing and reaping. This operates in every area of life. Well, I just don't have any friends. Nobody ever invites me to lunch. When's the last time you invited somebody to lunch? Hmm? And, and, and once you start operating these principles, you have to make sure your mouth doesn't kill your good deeds. You know what I mean? Let's say you did invite somebody out to lunch and two weeks later, nobody invited you out to lunch. You go, ah, this stuff doesn't work. Well, you just destroyed your own harvest. I mean, you've got to believe that it works. You can't, I mean, harvest doesn't just automatically happen. It happens if we faint not. The Bible says. So keep reading here. Anybody liking this? Yeah. I mean, this is something we can start right now. You start praying for the poor right now. You can start being a giver to the needy right now. You can start developing a heart for those that are in trouble right now. You can lift burdens right now. This is so, especially this time of season. So he said, God will not deliver him that considers the poor to the will of his enemies. Look at verse three. If you consider the poor, the Lord will strengthen you upon the bed of languishing. You know what that means? That means when you're in bed sick, he will strengthen you and get you out. And he'll even make up your bed for you. Look, look at that. You will make all his bed in his sickness. <laughs> he will make your bed for you. What, what does he say? He said, I'm going to get you out and you're going to make your bed. You don't have to be lying there anymore right. in sickness. Right. Guys, do you see all these promises for having a heart for, for hurting people? This is amazing. This is the life we were really called to live and we were born again to live. We were never born again to live a selfish life. We were never born again to just see what we can get in life. We, were, we are here as vessels. The Bible calls us vessels. We are to be pouring out on others as God pours into us. And this, oh man, well you can see right here, it's good for protection, it's good for your health, it's good, it's good to help you. You're, it, this is good for you. <laughs> this is not just something goody-goody Christians do. This is powerful. He'll, listen, the Lord will strengthen you on the bed of languishing and you will make all his bed in his sickness. <sighs> That's just powerful. So let's go to Isaiah 58. And we're going to look at this scripture. We've gone to it many times. It, it says a lot of similar things we just read here. It confirms that this is just such a powerful way that God has for us. God's talking, this is really interesting here because the Lord's actually talking to people here who are sick and depressed. And he has a really interesting word for sick people and depressed people. And it's a really good word. It's actually a word to show them how to get out of it. 
you'll see what I'm talking about as we read this. A lot of the people the Lord's addressing right here are people that are sick and depressed and he wants to help them out. And he has to kind of adjust some of their thinking. He's got to adjust some of their perception in life. And I want you to notice here, God said in verse 6, Isaiah 58, 6, because see, they were fasting for all the wrong reasons. But God says, all right, let's, you want to talk about fasting? Is not this the fast, you know, abstaining from legitimate things so you can pray and do other things that are, are good? He said, is not this the fast that I have chosen? Guys, let me tell you what I want you to do. Let me tell you what I want you to be involved with. If you're going to stop doing anything, start doing this in place of that. If you're going to fast anything, fast it for these reasons. What does he say? The fast I have chosen, guys, is you need to be involved with helping loose the bands of wickedness. To undo heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Next verse. Is not the fast I have chosen, is it not to deal your bread to the hungry? And that you bring the poor that are cast out into your house or support a ministry that is. When you see the naked that you cover him and you hide not yourself from your own flesh. Or don't just hide from your relatives when they come to you with a need. Right. Next verse. All right. Look at this, guys. Look up there. Look in your Bible. What's going to happen if we have this kind of heart? Well, then your light will break forth as the morning. That means depression is going to start melting out of your life. That's what he's saying here. Your light will break forth as the morning. And what? Your health will spring forth speedily. Anybody interested in a quick healing when you're sick? You know, something that might have lasted two weeks, lasting two days or two hours. Anybody interested in a quick healing? Well, look at this. Your health will spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your re-reward. Keep going. And then shall you call or you pray and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he shall say, here I am. If you take away from you the midst of the yoke and the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, blaming other people. If you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity and your darkness, or I could say your depression, shall be as noonday. The sun is shining again. Amen. So, so just, we're going to go back to verse 6 here. And what part of all this that we just read should we focus on? Well, the part the Lord leads us to focus on. But a lot of times we focus on Light shining in darkness, health springing forth speedily. But really, if we want those things, we need to focus on the previous verses. Loosing the bands of wickedness. What does that mean? So we could be involved with it. Undoing heavy burdens. What does that mean practically? Well, a lot of these things, actually almost all these things spiritually can be hit in prayer. We can pray for people that are in these situations. That if they're yoked with disease, that we break that yoke in Jesus' name. Right. The Lord gave us power to bind and loose on the earth. And he said he'd back us up in that. So I'm back in verse six. All right. So if we want our light breaking forth as the morning and we want our health springing forth speedily and we want uh, our darkness becoming noonday, then verse six says we need to be thinking about and considering loosing the bands of wickedness. So 
we're going to pray about these things in just a minute, but is there any practical things we can do after we leave church? I, I, I've got to thinking about this. I loose the bands of wickedness. I got to thinking, you know, there are some people tied up. Um, how do I want to put it? Do you know when somebody hurts you and they know they hurt you? And one of the things, there's people bound on the inside thinking, okay, you know, they, they, they know you've got something against them and, you know, you know that you can be uncomfortable if you see each other at the mall and all this stuff. I got to thinking, one of the things I felt like the Lord said, loosing the bands of wickedness that could be in our power is this. Writing somebody a letter or an email or a text or calling them or meeting with them and telling them that everything's okay between me and you now. In other words, you're forgiven if, 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 if you see it that way. Or just letting them know, you know what? Everything's okay. That could loose them from something. I said that could loose them. Just to hear you, who they know they hurt, say, hey, don't worry about it. It's okay. No apologies needed. Totally forgiven. That can loose somebody from a band. And, you know, maybe we need to think, you know, who could I write an email to that, could, you know, that maybe I could help set free in this area? Because a lot of times, I mean, people don't inherently want to hurt people. And when you think somebody is still hurt, wouldn't it be nice if they just wrote you a letter and say, hey, everything's fine. I'm good. God healed me up. Don't worry about a thing. Be loosed. Be free. What are you doing? Well, you're setting yourself up for a quick healing. Let people know who may have hurt you that you're okay. Relieve them, loose them from this thought. Number two, undo heavy burdens. I think it'd be good if we were kind of on the lookout for ways we could relieve pressure from people's lives. What can we do? Maybe just pray. Say, Lord, show me people today who have pressure on them. I may not see it from the outside, but you know who's under stress. I want to relieve pressure. I want to say a good word or I want to give a chunk of money to or I want to buy somebody lunch or I just want to offer prayer. What kind, what, what is it? What kind of what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about depression leaving, health springing forth speedily, not be delivering, being delivered to the will of your enemies. Right. I mean, this is a good season to talk about this. Actually, any season is a good season to talk about this. Um, do something to relieve pressure. Surprise your spouse with a foot rub. Amen. Or give a chunk of money to somebody you know is financially being crunched right now. What are we talking about? We're talking about acting like Jesus. That's right. what, what, what's going on here? It's more blessed to give than receive. Do you see some of these things here? Money can't buy. Some money can't buy a quick healing. But this can get you. This can get you in line with it. Money can't buy relief from depression a lot of times. A lot of times people numb themselves, take medications, all these side effects or whatever. But doing this will line you up for freedom from depression. Is that exciting, guys? Mm. Then it says, let the oppressed go free. 
Maybe we ought to back off on pressuring people to perform like we you know, would like them to, or if you're an employer, employees. Maybe we just need to quit pressuring people and trust God to take care of things. Maybe we ought to lighten some of our expectations. <laughs> Let the oppressed go free. Right? Um, verse 7. What does it say in verse 7? Is not this the fast that I have chosen to deal your bread to the hungry? Well, that's good news. I mean, we can, whether you bring food yourself or whether, you know, you buy, buy somebody a meal who, you know, needs a meal or hasn't had a good meal in a while, or if you support an organization that is legitimate in this area, you are doing this verse. I actually had the impression as I was praying and studying for this that we should just take up an offering for Feed the Hungry. I, don't, I haven't even told Carla because I didn't want her to be ready for this either. I, I mean, we support an organization called Feed the Hungry out of South Bend, Indiana. Great, great ministry. Five, four star, five star, whatever accredited place. But they feed children all over the world that have gone through crisis and war and there's a bunch they're trying to feed right now. Actually, they, they were saying uh, that $60 feeds 300 kids in these nations. And these kids are having to walk three to five miles to get the food because their parents were killed. And it's just tragic in one sense. But, but the people that Feed the Hungry is involved with are people who are born-again Christians who not only feed them food, but give them Bibles, give them the gospel, help them. We've, we've supported Feed the Hungry for years as a church and individually, Carl and I have. And I was thinking, you know, I mean, it's, it's really not a mount. I mean, it's like five bucks could feed probably 10 kids because they get such good deals with their organization and other businesses are, are partnered with them. And so maybe we'll do that at the end of the service after we pray. We can receive an offering to send it out to feed the hungry. Um, notice the next phrase, um, bring the poor that are cast out into your house or support, support places that do that. Why should we be interested in this? Well, because we care. There, there, are, there, are, there are fellow human beings and we should have a care for them. And then um, it talks about if you see the, no, uh, the naked, clothe them. And I know we've, I don't know if they're doing it this year, Carla, but at the mall, a lot of times they have those Christmas trees with little cards on them and it tells what these older people need or the kids that have no, uh, I saw one was older people too. I remember we, we, we were part of that one time. Um, that's something you can do. I'm hoping to develop something in the church pretty quick where we can have our own, our own in-house food pantry and our in-house clothing house where people in the church can draw from these things anytime the church needs help in that area as well. So... And then it says, don't hide yourself from your own flesh. And one translation says, don't hide from your relatives when they need your help. <laughs> so all of this points to a greater blessing than just receiving something ourselves. What did Jesus say? It's more blessed to give than receive. Now, how many like receiving good things? It's fun. It's nice. It's nice when somebody relieves a burden off of your life. You like that? That's good. What do you get? You get a relief of a burden. What do you get if you're the one relieving the burden? A lot of things money can't buy. A lot of things doctors can't fix. 
a lot of things. You see this? You get a blessing when something comes to you, a burden relieved, a joy, a gift, something fun. That's great. You got the blessing. But what do you get if you're the blesser? A lot. Right? Deliverance in time of trouble. Preservation and he'll keep you alive. Right? Not delivered to the will of your enemies. Make all your bed in your sickness and get you out. I know it sounds like to one ear, it sounds like, oh, this is how we earn. Get earning out of your brain. This is something we do as an act of love. And this is just something that's added to us. You can do things and receive amazing benefits and it not be working and earning. It's just attracting. It's like attracting good success, which is way different than working and earning. And so when you line up with these things, they start to work for you. And so what I'd like to do right now at this time is before we do any prayer for anybody else, and if we're going to receive an offering for Feed the Hungry, we, we, can, we can do that in a minute too. Um, but before we go any further, I really feel like the Lord said, before you pray for others, ask anybody in the congregation if you need prayer tonight, because we're going to pray for one another. The Bible says, pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So if you have any kind of physical problem, if you have any kind of emotional problem that you want help from God for, or if you have any kind of financial need that you're involved in right now, or if you have any kind of a family need or marital need or kids need or whatever, we want to pray for that right now. I believe we should be able to come to church, get prayer and get help, and then start doing some of these things by faith that we have received our answer. So if you have any need in any of those areas, um, just raise your hand if you have need for prayer in any area. Um, why don't we stand up? When you stand praying. Now, here's the deal. There's, there's two categories here. If this is the first time you're praying about this, we're going to pray and believe God for whatever needs you have in your life to be met. If you've already prayed about this thing in your life, then we're going to come into agreement with you, with our faith, and it's going to happen quicker and more powerfully. So everyone who raised your hand, you know who you are. Father, we pray. And just agree with me, church. Just If you want to pray in the Spirit, that's fine. We're asking, Lord, that everybody in this room that has a need in their life, physically, financially, maritally, emotionally, in the family area. We're asking, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, in corporate faith, whether it's for the first time that they're praying or if we're coming into agreement with something they've already prayed, let the healing power of God speed up. Let it speed up as we come into agreement with them right now, Lord. Let the miracles speed up. We know it's in the making, but we're asking that things would be done quicker and that it would speed up let there be an immediate relief of the problem, the pain, the, the aggravation. Let there be an immediate relief. And Father, we're asking that you would strengthen them with might by your spirit in their inner man. Sustain them and help them to the full manifestation occurs. We claim them healed physically. We claim them free financially. 
and that the things in the financial realm that aren't so good, Lord, we pray from this night forward, they are going to turn around. Things are turning around from this prayer forward. In the emotional realm, we speak peace to their minds. We speak peace to their souls. We say to their brain and their soul, be, be at peace. God is big. He's great and he's your father and everything's going to be all right. The Lord loves you and he restores your soul. And Father, in the marriage areas, the family areas, we're asking for your anointing to come upon these relationships and that there would be a quick turnaround and that you would help all parties involved to see and to know exactly the path they need to take to come back into fullness of joy, fullness of love, fullness of peace. And we agree on these things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's happening. Let's just lift our hands and thank the Lord. Father, thank you for the relief coming tonight to these people. Thank you for healings and miracles excelling and happening in a quicker way. Thank you, Lord, for turnarounds and finances and families. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated, church. So for the next few minutes, we're going to pray. And for those of you that aren't familiar with praying in tongues, you're going to hear some of that tonight. It's 100% it's biblical. As a matter of fact, when we do have prayer meetings like this, we like to put one scripture on the screen. It's 1 Corinthians 14, 2. And they'll put that up there on the screen. It, and so we don't want you to freak out and think that we're doing something weird because we're not. It's actually one of the most honorable things that God has given us to be able to pray in tongues. In 1 Corinthians, in the Bible, it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, so don't try to understand it, but you're speaking to God. That's called prayer. When we speak to God, we're praying. And he says, No man is going to understand him that's speaking in tongues. However, in the Spirit, or with his Spirit, not just his mind, he's speaking mysteries with the Lord. You're praying about things that your mind doesn't know about. You're going to roots of problems when you're praying, not just branches. You're going past mental limitations into the core of the issues and the core of the problems and things are being fixed from the inside out. And so that's what's happening. So keep that on the screen. We're going to have that up there for the rest of the time. Keep that scripture up there so you can glance at it if your mind's having a hard time with it. But we really felt led of the Lord to have some prayer on our Wednesday night prayer meetings because you can't just come together all the time and, and, and not do something in the area of helping others. And one of the greatest things we can do is pray. Do you realize there's people in this church and in this valley that are really suffering right now? And we have power to help. We have the name of Jesus that is above every name. We can declare some things over people's lives that will give the angels even more to work with. We're way more powerful together than just by ourselves. As a matter of fact, the Bible says one, one can put a thousand enemies to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. It multiplies by 10 every time somebody else joins you in faith. Well, the devil's just, he might as well just get under the bed and hide because there's power in this room tonight. And we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, whether it's with our understanding, which I'll do some praying like that in the next few minutes, or whether it's in other tongues. Um, but again, I want you, don't, don't feel like it's weird to hear tongues. It's all over the Bible. I did think it was weird at one time, many, 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 many moons ago. But then I started reading the Bible and started realizing, wow, this is a gift of God. That's a powerful, heavyweight yes. advantage in prayer. It's a way to worship God and to help people on a high level. 
There's, there's lives that have been saved because people yielded to praying in tongues. I mean, we've got testimonies of people overseas when somebody over here started praying in tongues for them, overcoming deadly diseases because somebody interceded for them. It's just powerful. So 1 Timothy, uh, actually, you can keep that scripture up there. So if you want, okay, the next 10 minutes or so, if you want, you can walk around and pray if you want. I like to walk and pray. Um, if you want to kneel, that's fine. It, outward posture is not that big a deal. So if you want to walk, you want to sit, you want to stand, you want to come to the altar, that's always a really good thing. If you'd like to come kneel at the altar, that's fine. But we're going to start off by praising the Lord. And then I'm going to pray a few things out with the English. And when I'm praying in English and you are praying in tongues, just, just quiet down. Don't ever stop praying. Just quiet down. And then when I go back into praying in other tongues, feel free to just raise your voice as loud as you want. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There are some things tonight, I'm going to say this by the Holy Spirit, there's some things tonight God's going to help us to stop so they never happen. Accidents, head-on collisions, heart attacks. You say, you think so, Pastor? I don't think so. I know so. I've been involved with this for like 34 years. We've seen amazing things happen when God's people pray in faith. Trips to the emergency room that were supposed to happen aren't going to happen. Because we're going to pray with the Lord's help tonight and angels are going to get involved and stop some of these things that the devil meant for harm. They're not going to happen. Remember what we said last week? If we don't pray, things will take a natural course. Well, we don't want things to take a natural course because there's an enemy involved in this natural world. The Bible says... Uh, talks about the course of this world, which is presided over by the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of this disobedience. The enemy, Adam gave the devil a right to be here. Now the devil has some authority in this earth realm. Matter of fact, the Bible says the whole world lies in wickedness, but we are not under the power of the evil one if we're surrendered to God. That's right. But if we don't pray, a lot of these plans that the enemy has will come to fruition. But what happens if we pray? You ready? Were you here last week? What happens if we pray? We mess up the devil's plans. I like to call Wednesday night prayer meeting messing up the devil's plans meeting. Because the Lord helps us to unravel things before they even get off the ground. The enemy just wished we wouldn't pray. He just wished we wouldn't speak in tongues. He just wished we wouldn't come to church because we mess up his plans when we do what the Lord tells us to do. Especially in this area of prayer. So let's just worship the Lord. Like I said, get comfortable. You can walk and pray. You can kneel. You can sit. It's totally up to you. Father, we thank you tonight that your word quickens us. Your Holy Spirit leads us. Father, we thank you that as we pray tonight, and guys, go ahead and pray. Praise God if you want. We just praise you tonight, Father, that you're going to help us to pray. Things are going to be changed tonight. Things are going to happen that are good. Things that are not good are going to be stopped as we join together in prayer tonight. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. You know, Father, where the depressed people are. You know where the suicidal are. You know where the weak are. You know where the helpless are. And we pray for them in the name of Jesus that you would send people their way to encourage them, to lift them, to help them, to bless them. And here we are. Send us. We'll go, Father. 
quicken us, direct us, guide us, show us the people to go to, places to go. Oh, Father, we're asking that the sick would be healed, that the weak would be strengthened, that the depressed would be set free, that your mercy and your grace would come on strong. Lord, you know where those that are languishing on beds of sickness, you know where people are right now who are struggling and fighting for their life. Well, the church is praying tonight and we boldly declare in Jesus name that the power of God is increasing and your mercy is increasing and multiplying toward them. We come against every disease. We come against every sickness. We come against every bondage of any person in this church or a relative of this church. And we say, no, you don't. You will not get any worse. You will not get any worse. You will not get any worse. You are backing off. You are decreasing. You are leaving. We call bodies mending. We call minds becoming peaceful. Oh, Father, we stand together against the works of darkness and we pray your perfect will, which we know is healing and health, manifest quicker in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Viante, Crefiano, Jomote, Kitano, Mogongra, Defiangina. And if you don't pray in tongues tonight, just, just pray for the healing power of God and the glory of God to manifest in and among our valleys and our people and our cities. Oh, Vimbangantifle, Giato, just speak good things over the valley. Just speak good things over the people. Just declare healing, declare victory, declare deliverance. Just speak good things over the people. Just say, Lord, we speak healing over your people. We speak deliverance over your people in the name of Jesus. Oh, Frematia, Kiento, Bromonoshe, Vigiantona, Ando Broconde Vrecalici, Ita Cleviano Mondi Glambania, Eddo Fronote Skitala Antefreme Atocoloshombonde Vegalanisa. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray with the help of the Holy Spirit tonight, who knows everything. We yield our spirits, we yield our tongues, we yield our whole being to you, Lord. We know you want, you want people free, and so do we. And we pray that you would guide us tonight in our prayers so that can happen on a higher level. In Jesus' name, we speak over this valley and any place where anybody else is from over their city and we declare in Jesus' name, healing is rising. Healing is rising. Healing is rising in our land because you promised, Father, you would heal our land if we would humble ourselves and pray. If we would turn from any wicked ways, you promised to forgive our sin and heal our land. And we thank you. That's happening. It's happening in Jesus name. We fight the good fight of faith. We lay hold on these things and we declare from our hearts. People are being healed. S situations are turning around for good. Symptoms of disease are decreasing. Body parts are being healed and mended that need to mend in Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. And like I said, if you want to pray in tongues, go for it. If you pray with the understanding, just keep praying victory and blessing over the people. Pofrote e casentana e reshimota bandale grevita. Eto gromonoshe vina anto grofe ita gremanishi. Kusutolomo ponvondie. Holy Spirit, thank you for giving us utterance tonight. Oh, Brekata Fiena, 
jandele me pacu utolomo fromoteke, jecathina egregivata embropokolonosi egregifiana. Would you all say this with me? Lord Jesus, we declare you are Lord. We're asking that your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We know heaven is great. There's no disease there. There's no fear there. No depression there. No lack. No strife. And we pray the will of God in heaven be done in the earth. No disease. Healing. Strength. Help. Blessing. Manifest in the earth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Say this with me. To, to everybody that's um, struggling with something who's a part of this church, just say this with me. In the name of Jesus, as brothers and sisters of those in this church who are suffering, struggling, sick, depressed, as the church, we rebuke those things in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off our brothers. Take your hands off our sisters. We rebuke disease, cancer, fear, all problems in the body and in the soul. Get out. Leave. People of God, we say be healed. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we worship you. Um, I, I would like you to go to Romans chapter 8, if you would, please. Um, we'll just take a little scripture break here. We'll, we're only going to go about five or ten more minutes. We'll be done in just a minute. But there's something about praying in tongues that, and I just, um, I don't think the church is, is utilizing fully what the Lord has given to us in this area. But I want you to notice Romans chapter 8 in verse 26. Paul said by the Holy Spirit, likewise, the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, He also helps our infirmities. Yeah. All right, now, what that simply means is this. The word help in the Greek is this really long word. It means the Holy Spirit takes hold together with us against our weaknesses. Yes. And one of our weaknesses is what he just said. What does he say? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Right. He didn't say we don't know how to pray. It said at times we don't know how to pray specifically as we ought. You know, get to roots of problems. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to help us. And one of the ways he does it is through speaking in tongues. Because it goes on and talks about that spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And the Greek says inarticulate speech. And so he is, he's referring to other tongues here and also deep groanings because sometimes in prayer it's like a woman having a baby because there's sometimes struggle against powers of darkness and things that are binding people. And we talked a little bit about that last week. We'll talk more about it in the future. But there's depths of prayer and, and we have to really study some of these things because the times we're living in is calling for more than just goody, goody, little bless me prayers. We, we need to get into the spirit. We need to get, let our hearts get involved with this praying in these last days because there's some things that, well, there's some strongholds we need to address of the enemy. There's some things we need to pray out so the angels can get going on a higher level. 
But here it says the Holy Spirit helps us against these infirmities and these problems. And how does he do it? One main way, praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. I've been in meetings at times when we've been praying in tongues and it's like you start tapping into like the heart of God just for people. It's like you just almost get into this groaning like, oh, it's like it's not something you want to work up in your flesh because that's that's not right. But when you really start yielding yourself to the Holy Ghost in this area, you just prayers come from here, not just here. And when they come from the heart, they go to the heart of the problem and you actually fix things permanently. And so, Father, again, we just pray for a few minutes here with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know where the people are that need to see certain things. Maybe things are fuzzy to them. Lord, help the church, help the people who are standing for a healing or standing for a breakthrough. Help them to see. Lord, we just come against the blindness of the devil and we rebuke it off of people's minds. We come against blindness. We come against the enemy trying to put fuzziness in their mind and not seeing scriptures clearly, not understanding healing, not understanding faith. We come against those lies in Jesus' name. And Father, we're asking that you would open the eyes of your people. Help them to see how much power they have in Christ. Help them to understand what it means by his stripes you were healed. Help them to go from knowing to revelation, Father. Help your people to see what they need to see. Now, if you guys would just pray this with me, we're going to pray this prayer. We prayed it last week. These are the kind of prayers we pray more than once because they have to do with growing. And you can't just pray one prayer and be mature. This is things you have to stay, stick with. Keep after it. Say this, Heavenly Father, I pray for myself and I pray for my brothers and sisters connected to me that you would fill, uh, fill us, say this, fill us. Fill us, Lord, with the knowledge of your will. We don't want to be fuzzy anymore. We want to see clearly. We rebuke the blindness of the enemy. We resist his attacks. We resist his blindness against our minds. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, that we would walk worthy of you. Unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might. According to your glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. They want to forget that part. With joyfulness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. It's happening. Oh, glory. Let's just praise the Lord for a minute or two. You know, we don't pray. Um, Prayer is unfinished without praise. It's like unfinished prayer. Father, we thank you. You've helped us to pray tonight. You've helped us. And Lord, our prayers avail much. We thank you for the answers to the things we've asked for tonight. We thank you for the breakthroughs. We thank you, Father, for life-saving things happening in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just use some authority as the church. Say this with me. In the name of Jesus. 
We say no to the schemes of the enemy. We break his powers. We take authority over his operations and maneuvers against us and those in this valley. We rebuke setups of the enemy trying to cause accidents, trying to cause domestic violence, child abuse, suicides. We come against those forces. This is our valley. We rebuke these powers. And Father, we ask in Jesus' name, help all pastors of all churches to rise up with a fresh anointing and to speak the word of the Lord, to help people avoid things that would harm them, that would build people up to be strong in the evil day and not collapse and not break down. We pray for our city. We pray for our valley and ask that the level of healing increase mightily. We declare boldly, COVID-19, you are weakening. You are dissolving. We resist you in Jesus' name. And we pray for anyone who's struggling with that right now to receive a fresh anointing upon their lives, a quick healing. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hey, Carla, I want you to pray one thing before we close, okay? I just, I just have a burden for like single moms and kids. And um, is this one on, guys? Have we turned it off? Hmm. Here we go. So really the thing that really kind of touched my heart was kids little children because I mean the devil the devil hates everybody he, he if it was up to the devil he'd murder everybody and be happy about it yeah. everybody on the planet and he just wants control he just hates people he's a murderer from the beginning and I just feel like we need to pray protection upon the children of our church and our valley yeah. and then maybe if you have anything about uh, moms or the ladies too okay well father Thank in you, Jesus Lord. name in the name that's above every name Father God, that name of Jesus. We just lift up the children, those in our church, those in this valley. Father God, we lift them up before you and we thank God for angels that are guarding over them and protecting them and bearing them up in their hands, Father God. Lest they dash their foot against a stone. Lest something try to come against them. Lest an attack happens. Lest an abuse comes to them. Father God, we pray over them in the name of Jesus and we thank you for angels that are protecting them and keeping them safe from harm. And Father, we also pray over the children that might be um, just struggling or lonely right now during the holiday season. I know there's families who are going through so much this, this time of the year and just with all the sickness going around and everything that's happening and maybe loss of jobs and finances. There just seems to be a lot of stress in families. Well, Father, we pray for the children. We pray that the children would have a great Thanksgiving and a great Christmas. Father, that they would just be able to show forth that joy that all kids should have at this time and at this season of the year. Father God, help them to find, find true joy 
in you and family and each other. Father God, we just pray over those families and we pray over yes. the moms, those single moms. Yes. Some of, so many have lost their jobs for one reason or another right now. So many are struggling financially and emotionally and mentally. Father, we just plead the blood of Jesus over these families. We pray for them. We pray you would help us to reach out and know how to help them in a greater degree. But Father, we just thank you for ministering to those single mamas and those little children at this time in the name of Jesus. You, and we're expecting, thank Father, you, thank you, thank for good reports, great oh, reports Lord, of people being happy and blessed this time of year in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Father, as Carla prayed there, we just agree with everything she prayed, and we thank you it's happening, Lord. We're not just praying and hoping. We're praying and believing. You heard us. And things are in motion now <clears throat> that weren't in motion before we started praying. And I just, I want to just, Carla, pray for the moms, but all, both parents. Father, we're asking, and we know that as we pray for the parents, we're praying for the children because of the great influence that parents have on children. And so, Lord, I just add to what Carla just said. We pray for every parent to be wise on how they're raising their kids. Quicken them, Lord. Prompt them. If they're about to do something in the area of neglect that would cause a child to eat something they shouldn't eat or play with something they shouldn't play with, we're asking, Lord, that you would have mercy on these parents and prompt them. Have an angel just touch them or something, Lord. Get their attention before they would do something that would open their child up to harm. We're asking, Lord, that you'd give parents in this valley wisdom. Grace them with wisdom. Have mercy on them, Lord. Help them to be sensitive to the leading of your Holy Spirit if danger's around the corner for one of their children. Show them, Lord. Prompt them. Give them that parental anointing and that parental grace to know these things and to flow in these things so that the children are safe and blessed. And we thank you for it, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Father. Glory to you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, Lord. So much to pray for. Oh, man, so much to pray for. Thank you, Lord. Just before we leave, Father, we just agree that our president and our vice president, that you would help them to make right decisions whether they know what they're doing or not. Hold their right hand, Father. You did the king in Isaiah, and you, you, he didn't even know you, Lord, and you moved through him for Jacob's sake. Well, Father, we're asking that you would help our present administration to be wise, to be right in their decisions. Help them, Father, to avoid evil. Help them to see you. Help them, Father God, to be a blessing and not a curse. Help them, Lord, to help this country in the name of Jesus. And Lord, while we're at it, just help somebody to come up with cures for these diseases, even in the natural. We know there's divine healing and we know we can walk in freedom. But Lord, a lot of people just are just not there yet. They, and, and you love them and you care for them. Let these cures for cancer and COVID and all these other things come forth. Give men wisdom. Give them revelation. Help them supernaturally. And we believe you are doing it. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Well, the Bible says, my people shall be joyful in the house of prayer. Yeah, God. <laughs> Amen. Why would we be joyful? Because we believe he heard us. Yeah. Right? There's no such thing as sad faith. He heard us tonight. Things are changing. Everything's different 
open before we came tonight because of what the Lord helped us to do. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 